Well, top of the morning, Mr. Cheehy. And balance the day to you, Michael. Good to have you back. Um, it's been a while. It's been a Seems long like it. while, yeah. So usually we have about 45 minutes. I think we need to give ourselves some possible grace that this could be a little bit. We have a lot of catching up to do. Do we not? Okay. Well, you probably do. I've done nothing but uh, miss you. <laughs> and you put together today's agenda, so no, we never have an agenda. Uh, so I don't know what we want to talk about this morning, but I'll start with my morning. Let's hear it. Fantastic. So I have a good friend that took off this morning at 4 a.m. on the Smoke and Fire bike race. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. Enlighten us. 400 miles um, goes through kind of the roads and trails of Idaho from Boise over kind of Fairfield, Ketchum, Galena Summit, Stanley, Deadwood Reservoir, back over Bogus Basin and around. It's a 400-mile loop. And it always goes the second Wednesday of September. And uh, I have a friend of mine that's one of our mountain bike coaches at BK. He's hardcore, way more hardcore than I'll ever be. And he's doing it. He did it last year in like just under three days or just over two days. So I invited a handful of our other mountain bike coaches this morning to go down and surprise him and see him off on his... his, uh, race this morning and then we took our mountain bikes and did a a night 4 a.m night ride this morning so 4 a.m morning ride 4 a.m morning ride thank you for clarifying that which was spectacular it was i don't i've never ridden on in the foothills in the dark it was amazing i think it might be a new thing for me Every, every once in a while, not every day. Yeah, that is the best part of the day I've found. And then people come around and mess with my vibe. Yeah, you're but usually I, up at that time. You're I probably am. up at four, weren't you? Uh, pretty near. Yeah. I got up at three something and then I went downstairs and tried to sleep again. Yeah. So I probably got another hour downstairs. Enough about me. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to contact you after my ride and say, hey, let's just get together at six instead of eight or whenever. So Can do. Next and uh, this is a beautiful time of year in Boise, as you know, the fall uh, and sneaking up on the equinox and the crisp in the air, the football vibe. All that is uh, wonderful right now. So Best time of year. My favorite, yes, and my favorite uh, month. I'm glad that you're in the moment and you're totally in this morning and you're able to tell me how good you have it, right? Is that? Can I read that? That was a beautiful morning for you. It's a beautiful morning. Take them when you can get them, and that, it was a great one this morning. Right, right. Yeah. So good for you. Except on the way down, uh, so I'm riding with two buddies, and uh, my light on my bike instantly went out, and I was like in the back of the pack, number three, and they were ahead of me. And you're cruising down. You have light single track trail and all of a sudden your light goes out it was kind of eerie and spooky so and i couldn't get it back on it ran out of batteries so so you're looking for that next wreck that will make your teammates laugh (laughs) (laughs) could have happened this morning so but i ended up following one of the other guys down the trail and even that was pretty sketchy but uh made it down it was it was it was a beautiful morning so that sounds fun it was good yeah 
So got back a couple weeks ago from the big trip, the Camino, and last time we talked on our podcast was I think at the first week of our trip, I think. Correct. Roughly. And uh, I think we spent most of the time talking about all the challenges that we that we had. Am I Good right? recollection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I were talking just a few minutes ago to connect some dots here. I think, you know, our minds will look for the outs quickly whenever things get hard. Right. And that time that we, you know, we were kind of trying to persevere. But there were some times in that first week we were like, you know, we could just get a plane home early and call it good because <laughs> it was so, so rough. And you were talking about like sometimes you don't feel like you want to, you know, do a podcast or do certain things. And, and you, if you have an out, sometimes you just you just take it and, and go. And uh, sometimes you have to. I don't know, trick yourself in to keep going. I totally agree. And uh, I think we might have even titled that podcast something about those challenges. Yeah. But you're right. I called myself out this morning. That's one of my defects. And you talk about had the opportunity arisen, like a couple of plane tickets slid under <laughs> your welcome mat. Right. You know, then, it, oh, wow. Right. Yeah. But I'm glad we fin- and finished, and I'm glad we kept kept going. I mean, As am I. The, the first, like I said, the week, first week was, it felt like every challenge that, you know, that we could have had, we, we, we had in that first week. And then the second week, felt like we started to get into a, a more of a rhythm and a routine, which I was hoping for. And uh, then you just kind of get into it and go okay this is this is what we do every day we wake up and pack our bags throw them on our bikes and pedal until the next stop you know and and you just we just kind of got into that routine i would i wouldn't say it was ever, ever like easy you know like super easy but we weren't also trying to set any world records you know these guys that i mentioned on the this smoke and fire they're doing 400 miles in two days three days it's insane. I mean, we're just a couple, you know, Ashton and I were just, you know, just casual bike riders and we're doing, you know, maybe 30 miles a day or, you know, 40, I think 40, 45 was our biggest day, which is, you know, so, but it, it was still physically challenging and, and stuff. And, and it was, uh, but all that made it that much re- more rewarding when we were finished, when we finally arrived at you know the square at the cathedral in Santiago and you know could could say we finished man how was that feeling pretty emotional pretty triumphant emotional it you was, did what you set out to do yeah yeah and and it's like it, it just all of a sudden you just realize we just finished and then you look you look back and say you know we've been doing you know working on this goal for the last three weeks to try to get get to this place and we're here and um it was a really really cool experience to get to get to the finish line and and to and knowing the challenges that we had to get there and you know i think i mentioned it in the the last podcast we talked about just how proud i am and was of ashton for enduring the uh the challenge because no doubt it's one thing to go on a nice hard bike ride, but to do that 
for 20 days straight and when you're tired and sore and you just want to sleep in and you know whatever else and and but she she kicked butt I was proud of her and uh, I think our relationship definitely got stronger through it we had our moments um, of frustration with each other as you could imagine as you know family members or even friends you would have but uh, the great thing was is we just kind of you know never took anything personal we just like kind of just chalked it up as okay that's our emotional moment for the day and there you go knowing yourselves exactly that's such a good spot to be in congrats on uh that's a really nice trip and a good report that you not only dominated but i'm certain the lessons and the emotions and the feelings of growth or you know backpedaling whatever the case may be i'm sure going through that putting yourselves through that has to reveal something about your yeah. your humanness yeah. and I, I like I get a nice warm feeling when I think of you and your daughter over there yeah it was and I never got that when I think of you and your family here so there's <laughs> something that's even working for me yeah with all that distance and that challenge so again congratulations to you and her yeah thanks, that's man. a really nice I don't know if you thought about it as a tribute or as a, I mean, I saw the neat little poster you had on your bike seat. Yeah. Ashton made those kind of a name or a almost license plate or a yeah, yeah. racing plate in the front of our bikes and said, do good. And for Braden Caldwell and talked a little bit about him and, and that created, you know, some conversation here and there with, with people they are like, you know, what's that or, who, you know, and so. We got to share a little bit about him, you know, and in, in not a lot, but you know, and when people would would ask and things like that, you know, and and going on that the Camino, you know, was I think that one of the goals for me in that was it was going to be a healing process, you know, to do this and to to do it with Ashton and and to kind of go through that, and I I think I had this romantic notion in my mind from the movie The Way, right? Which I think I mentioned before. You have? We watched that movie literally the night before Braden was killed. In, right. In, in June of um, two year, two two Junes ago, I guess now. No, last June. Gosh. Two Junes ago, yeah. What, what month are we in? September. And, you know, in that movie, have you seen the movie? No. Martin Sheen and, you know, his, his son was was killed and and he goes over collects his ashes and then almost kind of last minute decides to walk the way because that's what his son was was set out to do so mm-hmm. he was basically finishing it for for him and he goes over and he's you know obviously broken his son his was just killed and he's going to kind of pick up the pieces if you will and and then decides to go go on this on this Camino, this journey, and you know it follows his 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 journey on the Camino and people he meets and all that kind of stuff, and and he finishes. And when you watch it, it's almost like it it that journey 
almost put all the pieces together for him. Like it, it came to a nice final kind of package at the end. Like, oh. Hollywood style. Right. And and I think it's based on a true story and, and, and that, right? So mm-hmm. so I guess, you know, I'm, I'm bringing that up because in my mind, this Camino was like, okay, an opportunity to put all the pieces together, right? And so we do the Camino. And yeah, we rode the bikes instead of walked. And I think it's a different experience. But I'll just say it was it was there was a lot of really good things that came out of it but at the end of that day the pieces are still not there you know it's still it didn't it didn't wrap it up in a nice bow for me at the end of and course not so i think that will take more time yeah but i'm certain it'll be revealed yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And I had a similar experience. I went backpacking, and I mentioned this on the air. I feel really close, able to feel close to God in nature. And uh, we went on a backpacking trip, me and two buddies, and I thought the same thing. I'm going to be able to talk about Sarah. I'm going to be able to connect with God in a way that I can't in the city. And all my expectations, per usual, poof, none. Yeah. And I end up resenting them for not helping me because all they wanted to talk about was them, per every other guy that I was a part of. Yeah. And myself included. And it was a, it was a strange trip indeed, if I could borrow that. But, man, the stuff I make up in my mind, expectations, finally getting better at not ignoring or not not uh, giving any heed to those they hardly ever <laughs> it's dangerous ground so yeah I I agree with you that you go in uh, it's funny I'm laughing now I go up in the mountains with God and a couple of my friends to get relief and I come out angrier and then I have to work through that so then that becomes the lesson that I needed and so you know, and come course. out angrier because you're going in with an expectation that this is going to give me this, right? And then it doesn't, mm-hmm. and then it's like, and it's their letdown. fault, yeah. Or I can turn it and be more pissed at God, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I can see, I can see that, and I even mentioned on the, when we called overseas, you know, I was trying to dig for a Braden element, and it really wasn't there because. Well, because it wasn't there. Yeah, I mean... and You're trusting the system, and you're on God's path, and we'll see what shakes down, but not today. Right. I love that. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think, I think human nature is, or at least I can speak for myself, and I think it sounds like you're similar, is you're always looking for, I don't know, the solution or to fix it or to, right. to, to mend it or whatever. And, you know, and maybe in my mind is, okay, I'm going to do this three week Camino and things are going to be better or fixed or put together. And, um, I think maybe the lesson I learned or relearned and have to re remind myself is this is, permanent and this is not fixable this is not mendable we got to learn to live but 
live differently and that he's gone. He's always going to be gone. And, and there's not a Camino out there that's going to pull it back together like it was. And I have that's to accept That's so that. well put, Mike. And you mentioned the word right there, acceptance. And uh, Martin Sheen couldn't have said that any better. That yeah. exactly the lesson one would think. Yeah. If one's open to it, and one is in your case. But I, but Braden was with us for sure. I mean, I he was on my mind, you know, all the time, and it gave gave definitely a lot of time just to think about him. And ah, I, I had the best. I think I I can't remember if I mentioned this. This was after we did our podcast, but had the best <laughs> emotional breakdown in the middle of the day when we took a, a shade break. And man, it just all came together for whatever reason, just thinking about him and whatever, just the moment. And I just had tears flowing and they just didn't stop. And Ash and I had a great conversation about him and shared some things that were on my mind that were bothering me and maybe some regrets and things like that. Um, And I say great. I mean, it was a, it was a hard emotional moment moment, but as you and I both know is that those, that is great. You got to have those purging times and, and it it, it had been a while and I think maybe building up. And so it was just a moment that struck me. And, and uh, so we had some, you know, a lot of great, conversations and bringing you know and bringing Braden along with us and in those so so there was there was some some healing I would say in this journey good to hear all part of the process I guess totally and it's just three weeks of time and we know how much time it takes to experience that acceptance and healing yeah for sure we met some great people on the trip. Um, you know, you run in, you stay in these places, almost like dorm rooms, you know, and bunk, you're sleeping in bunk beds again and, you know, communal, like... With know, other travelers? Other travelers. And uh, I have to share this, probably one of my favorite moments on, on the trip in regards to meeting other people. So we were know, probably midway through, through, the, through the trip. And uh, we check into our, they're called albergues, which is a, basically a hostel for, for pilgrims that are on the, on the Camino. Pilgrims. And uh, so we check in and, and we're getting settled and into our bunk beds. And this is a room with, I don't know, I think six sets of bunk beds. There's 12 people in the room. And as people are coming in, you're kind of trying to talk to different people and get to know them. And, and they're from all different countries. You know, you got people from switzerland and in australia and germany and france and and everywhere and you're chatting with him and and there was this one individual man that was really just wasn't interacting with anybody he was kind of looking at his phone and just super quiet not not paying attention or, or interacting with anybody and it turns out he was deaf and and so we realized that as kind of we were checking in and, and later on we had a had dinner and this is a big dinner table, 20 people sitting around, and they cook a big meal, wine, and we're sitting around. And, and the conversation around the table, you know, all these people, and luckily, you know, because we don't speak other, other languages very well other than Spanish, most people are speaking English. And so we're having these just really cool conversations with, with everybody at the table and all these people I mentioned from these different countries. 
and the person sitting to my to my left was the guy that was was deaf and he was completely just silent to himself everybody else was just engaged in conversation and it was driving me mad mm. i was like how can we get him engaged in the conversation so i got up and i left and i went to my room and i grabbed my my phone and i came back and i opened up google translate and i scrolled through it and i leaned to it to him and had him pick a language because i didn't even know what language he spoke and he picked spanish and so i sent him a message just you know hi how are you i'm mike from the united states you know and and i gave it to him and he read it sent me a message back and we started this online conversation right next to each other and he kind of just lit up and got to know each other and turns out he he rode the camino on his bike in 2019 and he did it in 10 days he's a he's a stud he's from he's from spain and his his wife's you know from there and and his kids you know he's got 20 year old a couple 20 year old kids and anyway we had this really cool conversation and then while while he and i were kind of passing back the phone to have this conversation there's a couple gals from from australia and they were kind of watching what we were doing and and then pretty soon they grabbed their phone and they send him a message and then they're having a conversation with him and it was just so cool. So we got to know him, got to know everybody. And turns out, like, a th- couple different times on the, uh, later on in the Camino, we ran into him again and, you know, could, could have a conversation again. And, you know, it was, it was great. It was, it was really cool. So you just meet these people and have those kind of experiences that make it, you know, just make the journey so much more rewarding and, and stuff. And, and now I'm, you know, still keeping in touch with, with a lot of those people. It was really cool. Good. That's what I was going to ask if you will uh, continue these relationships and maybe get these guys on uh, our, our Spanish-speaking podcast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. This one, I'll tell one more story about an individual that, that I met. Um, <laughs> His name was Jakob or Jacob. He's from Poland. He's he's 18 years old. He started his journey in France, and when we met him, he was about 40 days into his journey walking. And he's uh, you know discerning to be a priest. You know when he go, goes back to Poland and he's doing this this big journey. And we were telling him about our situation early on the trip where we couldn't. You know there's that one night where we couldn't find an accommodation and thought we were going to sleep under a bridge for the night, you know, and telling him, and he said, yeah, he was having the same issues because he never made any reservations. He would just go, you know, until he was done walking and, and find a place. And, and he said there's about 10 days of the 40 that he went, went to the town and they didn't have any room at the inn, if you will, right? And, you know, for Ash and I, we would have just panicked that we were going to sleep under a bridge but he said when he got into those situations he went and just started knocking on people's houses knocking on their doors and he said every time he got he got a place to stay and made new friends had a meal um and he just said but that's just his personality he just that free spirit and he said a couple times he didn't you know instead of doing that he just went to the bar and started drinking and pretty soon he was interacting with the bartender and the bartender learned his story and started calling his friends and and he said he always found a place so 
you know, they say the Camino provides. That's kind of a, a thing that you hear is, is the Camino provides. And um, going back, I think that's going in. It's like, okay, the Camino is going to provide. And, and it, it did. did. It fed my soul and fed my heart. But I think going in back, back to expectations, it didn't provide, you know, a reversal of, of the tragedy. Right, right. You know, so, yeah. God, you guys got some wonderful stories, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. We don't have enough time to to share all of them, but there we had we had some great ones, and and those are things you take away. So it's fantastic. It was a fantastic journey for sure. Cool. Highly recommend it. So okay, get on it. So is uh, does the trail draw people that are looking for something? I mean, the trail provides, and there's all these people that are there from all over the world. What are they, is there a draw of something maybe spiritual, religious, or otherwise, or did you get it? all over the map, I think. I think there's people there that are maybe healing from something or, you know, searching for for something on on the Camino. There's people that we met that... It's just a cheap vacation, you know. Honestly, I mean, there was it was really cool. We ran it, met these twin girls. They were in their eighteen, you know, whatever years old, and and uh, they just had a week and had nothing else to do, and so they're like, "We're going to do a portion of the Camino." So they just because they can stay in these albergues for twelve bucks a night, you know, and rest of the day they're just walking and that's that's their that so, does sound like uh, a neat neat thing to so do so you have you know people that are kind of there for maybe cheap recreation or whatever you know kind of like we would go backpacking like you said in, in, in Idaho or whatever and, right. and other people that are yeah searching I mean Jacob or Jacob was you know he's discerning his priesthood and you know there's yeah it's all over the board which made the conversations really cool too when you meet people it's like why are you you know why are you doing it and what's your story and where did you start and where are you ending and how long you've been doing it and stuff i mean it was it was really cool to kind of hear those those stories as well so and could you survive if you only spoke english well that's pretty much who that's that's me like i i but barely speak any spanish your daughter it did, got though. better got better um but yeah you could survive if you only speak english especially if you know how to use the google translate app (laughs) i'd say the basque country was tougher because uh, even if you have translate and i mean at least for me i still couldn't speak basque even if i saw the words in front of me um so the going through the basque country was tougher from from a language standpoint and uh but yeah, my Spanish got a little bit better throughout the throughout the journey. But yeah, you could do it with, if you're just. Uh, but it was harder. I mean, it was it was harder not speaking the language for sure. So it was great. How about you? How was your summer? Got any highlights? Let's see. Lots of highlights. I mentioned the backpacking, minus the backpack up in the Wallawa. And we've had a wonderful season on the boat. 
my partner's been doing uh, Motorboat Mondays and Thirsty Thursdays. Sends out a mass text on Mondays. It's more the kids that want to get pulled on the tube, you know, kind of uh, yeah. looking for uh, some slot splashes. And Thursday's more of a gentle cruise around the lake. And uh, Jody gets sad this time of year because the water just is so drastically, it drops so quickly. It's like goodbye season. Yeah. And you got to get your boat out. So, uh, but another super, super successful, fun boating season. How does one get on the list to get invited to uh, Thirsty Thursdays <laughs> or Motorboat Mondays? <laughs> well, I'll have to think about that yeah. for next season, won't I? Yeah, that would be that would be great. It sounds sounds fun. I haven't been on your boat yet, but it looks and sounds wonderful. And Jace is back at school. Jace is back at school. That was a really cool move. Uh, he's got an apartment, a bachelor pad this year on the same street and just a couple doors down where I got my first apartment. Really? Yeah, okay. 40 years later. And uh, I don't know, watching him, he grew up so much this year. It's been a treat watching him. And uh, he's got a good start going. And I found that I don't have to worry as much now that I see him maturing. So that's helped me also. And, uh, yeah, he's, so far, he's got a good start going. So was saying goodbye year two any easier than year one then? Definitely was easier, and it's definitely easier when I drive away from his place if he drives away from ours. (laughs) So, uh, because then I have to get back home, and I got all this stuff to think about instead of, oh, my God, there goes my son. Yeah. So uh, it kind of helps when we go up and then drop him off. And moving him in, he was never so sore. He hadn't been through a workout, second floor apartment, and he's got all this furniture, and he and Dad uh, hauled it up there, and him and Mom set it up, and he's living large. Roommates? No roommates. What? No yeah. roommates? No, he's... Uh, wow. Right. So we had a single in the dorms with uh, two dudes connected, you know, on the yeah. next side over. Yeah. And uh, now he's got an apartment by himself. Right with on. With his own office and uh, a bedroom, <laughs> air conditioning. I don't know. We, uh, we set him up. It's never hot in Moscow, right? And we went up there and it was in the hundreds, so we had to throw down for an air conditioner. Yeah. And... Uh, course it was a hundred for a day and a half and then now it's back to 70 <laughs> I say I don't I, I, I haven't been to Moscow a lot but I wouldn't think that you would get that kind of you know, heat up there but they uh, set some records down below Moscow in Lewiston was uh, triple figures and setting the records at 115, 109 and uh, so that drifted up the hill Yeah. so when does he get to come back home well, again, here's his growth. Last year, he came scrambling home for Labor Day and then couldn't wait to get back for Thanksgiving. And now it's like, nah, I'm good. And then speaking of Thanksgiving, I kind of just want to... So he's finally... Okay. Yeah. So Jody and Aunt Susie are going up for homecoming, which is the middle of October, and then he'll be around in the middle of November. So we're still going to get to see him like every month anyway. So. Why aren't you going up for homecoming? 
it's a girl's trip, I guess. Best way to say it. You weren't They're invited. wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't invited. <laughs> Good for Johnny. Exactly. Smart. Yeah, Smart so man. they'll be uh, crashing at Jace's house. Oh, so is there room for it? For yeah, them so that he's got a big air mattress in his closet, so it'll be fun to have. <laughs> Those will be his first guests. His, the first ladies in his house will be his mom and her sister. What about you? Will you do a, a trip solo? I think I will. I'm not sure yet because uh, I don't know. Good question. More will be TBD. Ask me again. Yes, okay. TBA. <laughs> well, you know, I've another emotional moment that I had this this summer. You know, I, I, while we were on the Camino, I, I mentioned the one day that was really tough. The other kind of time period was when all the kids were going back to school this year. Mm. And uh, you just, you know, this would have been Braden's senior year. And, you know, it's not just another year. Senior year is a special year, you know, for kids. And, you you know, you finally make it and you get into, you know, you're a senior, you know, you're the, the big big man on campus and all that stuff and just new opportunities and experiences and things like that. And, and I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really thinking a lot about that until it was there you know wasn't really prepared for it and that became a probably a three-dayer of heavy kind of emotions of just kind of come just re-coming to terms with you know what he's missing out what he's missing out on and what we're missing out of on because he's not there you know it's it's all those levels of loss that we've talked about before as all those things that he could be or should be doing that Mm -hmm. he's not and um you know, again, it's maybe more another first, if you will, or or a last. I don't know what it is, but it's it's one of those things you you have you go through. It's like how oh, he should be starting school as a senior right now, and and you see all of his friends doing it, and mm-hmm. his, you know, as um, you see their pictures, and you you know, excited for them. But at the same time, it just reminds you of what what he's missing out on, and what you're missing out on, and those things are tough to get through you know they are and grief is customary but i don't think it's the last because i still get that in the fall what would sarah be wearing today yeah and then uh jody and i are going to see sarah's best friend has kept in touch and she's now had a baby so it's another one of those things you gotta because she would be at that age she would be at that age you know would she be married would she want a baby um what would she be doing? What would she be wearing to work? Yeah. And then, uh, so, uh, I don't know, I plunged myself right into this one. And uh, I can't wait to see this baby. I don't know how I'm going to feel or how long I'm going to be able to deal. But uh, we're going to see, going to Pendleton next, uh, this weekend to see Jesslyn's baby. And I so admire her for keeping in touch. This is Sarah's best this friend Sarah's from 30 years ago. When she was nine, like her her best friend. Yes. And you've stayed in touch with yes. her. That's awesome. It is. And it gives me a uh, little happy bumps telling you about it. Yeah, but you're, and you're going to have, I would be shocked if you didn't have some significant emotions. Right. And so this is maybe as close as I'm getting to being a grandpa right now. I get to hold this little kid. 
you know, and I never, never in a million years would I stop and acknowledge that I'm thinking about those things. But I put myself right into it, and I can't wait to smell that kid's hair. And uh, so there's another beautiful moment for me, and I think it's there's a God component. And uh, yeah, I don't know, when I described to myself sniffing a baby's hair, and I stop and think about that whole experience, makes me want to... I'm looking forward to that big time. And I, we, Jody and I haven't talked about, you know, these feelings because I'm certain they're going to bubble up in her being the grandma now. And so there we, there we are, we're in the car for four hours and we're trapped with ourselves. And so we do have these dialogues and then we heal, accept, get better and have a blast. So yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up. And I can't wait to talk about that when I figure out what it is that it does to me or for me. Yeah. Expectations, right? Right, right. Stay out of it. I got (laughs) to stay in today and get the boat and not stay or jump ahead on uh, to Sunday in the Pendleton. Well, I'm excited for you to go see her and to go see her baby. How old is the baby, by the way? He'll be six months-ish. Okay, so, yeah. Very, very, still very baby. Okay. Very baby, yeah. Ah, that's going to be uh, an experience. I, I, I hope you'll share it the next time we get together. I look I forward to doing it. that. You mentioned again the smelling the hair. <laughs> I did. You, you said that in your, um, in your talk at Sarah's funeral. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And it is, it is probably top ten. If you can give like people advice, that's a that should be in the top ten. It, when you hug your child or or your wife or whoever else, is take the time to smell their hair. Like I, I love that. I really do. I do too. And you just made me feel really good about saying it so I mean who doesn't love a compliment and you just put me in top 10 best advice ever category but it's true it's so true yep and I I took that advice and I didn't do it all the time you know and I know that you did <laughs> but but uh, it's it's a different hug when you are <laughs> smelling their hair. I love that. It sounds weird when you say it, it out does. loud. It does. <laughs> but uh, but whoever, it's not weird. Whoever's it's, listening out there. It's so human and so needed. Yeah, I love it. I think that's really, really cool. And I'm excited for you this, this weekend. So this, this well, coming thank you. weekend, you're going to pick Yeah, up. we're leaving on Sunday. Be back uh, middle of the week to report. Cool. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about? Not till our next encounter. All right. Well, we're actually under our 45 minutes, so, but you know what? It's not about time. It's about the, what you put in the time. True. So It's a good spot to break. You bet. So if you're out there, thanks for being patient with us. I know it's been a several weeks since we put out the last podcast, so hope you're still listening, and if you are, we appreciate it. And um, 
we look forward to getting together next time. So Yes, and make sure you tell the ones who need to know that you love who they are. Peace. Peace out. Thanks, Bob. Thank you.